Hello and welcome to News Warrior, my weekly podcast. This week, I'm discussing the Balakot air strike, which will go down in India's military history as a significant event and success. How did it happen? What were the preparations? And why India demonstrated to the world its ability to take the risks and also show political will is something that we'll discuss in this podcast. I'm Nitin Gokhale. So exactly three years ago, Indian Mirage 2000 planes, a dozen of them, at 4.30 or earlier in the morning of 26th February, crossed the line of control in Jammu and Kashmir and went into Pakistan-occupied Jammu and Kashmir and then beyond to target the Balakot camp, which is located in Khaibar Pakhtunwa province of Pakistan. This is as mainland as it gets. So far, the Indian planes have never tried to go across the LOC, even during the height of Kargil conflict. In fact, many of you will recall that in Kargil, the restriction imposed on the Indian Air Force was that it will not cross the line of control of the LOC and will bomb the camps of the Pakistani army and the uh, terrorist, which was at a place called Muntodhalo, from within the Indian territory. So what changed on 26 February 2019? We have to go back to 14 February 2019. That day, a terrorist attack, a suicide bomber, targeted a CRPF convoy and killed 40 CRPF troopers in one of the most deadliest attacks in Kashmir. The attack and the subsequent toll of the CRPF Jawans sent a shockwave through the nation. Everyone wanted revenge. Prime Minister Modi also spoke about it in a public meeting just days after the Pulwama attack. Now, there was a dilemma. Many of you will recall that in September 2016, India had carried out surgical strikes on the land border or the LOC with Pakistan by crossing the LOC and killing about 70-75 terrorists by attacking their camps close to the line of control. Now, a similar strike could not be repeated. One, because the Pakistanis would have been immediately on a full alert, uh, including the Pakistani army, and the terrorists would have been shifted to uh, camps deeper in the uh, POJK. Secondly, it had no element of surprise, a similar land raid or a cross-border raid. And third, this attack was deadlier than what happened in Uri, which had resulted in the surgical strikes. So the response also needed to be much bigger and uh, much swifter. So there was a lot of speculation for the next 10 days, what would happen, what would not happen. Uh, but clearly the decision makers at the highest level in the national security establishment were already furiously at work. Various options were discussed, they were debated, they were uh, sought after, the uh, information came through. And then it was decided, I think, uh, by the Prime Minister and uh, his Cabinet Committee on Security, as well as uh, National Security Advisor Ajit Dohal, that uh, this time Pakistan needs to be sent a message by striking a terrorist camp in the mainland of Pakistan. Only then there will be a message to the world, as well as to the terrorist and the Pakistani deep state. So preparations began. The intelligence agencies, NTRO, which is India's national 
technical research organization which is india's technical intelligence agency sources on the ground that uh, the research and analysis wing india's foreign intelligence agency raw began to look for options to pakistanis who uh, are or were on the payroll of the raw actually went into the balakot terrorist camp in the khyber pakhtunkhwa province and uh, sent back after two days of uh, recce photographs and layout of the entire camp on 25th of february a course for newly inducted terrorist recruits was to begin in balakot so the photographs and the layout sent by the two uh, moles that rnw had planted inside the balakot camp came in handy then the air force was given these photographs ntro also confirmed presence of more than 300 people there uh, so then the option from various other options was chosen for two reasons one balakot was away from a civilian population area or a populated area in khyber pakhtunkhwa it was on a hilltop it was isolated and therefore any collateral damage to civilian population would have been avoided number two the camp being on a hilltop was uh, not uh, as secure with uh, radars or uh, with uh, any of the uh, preventive measures that normally were present in bhawalpur which is the headquarters of the lashkar-e-toiba and uh, the uh, jaish-e-mohammed so all that uh, was decided but before that pakistan needed to be lulled into some kind of a complacency so for 10 days from 16th to 17th february the indian air force on the western border along the western border starting from jaisalmer to jammu and srinagar kept increasing the tempo of its operations on its airfields night sorties were increased of the fighter jets the helicopters were flying the missiles were being readied they were moved from one location to the other the army also started doing preventive deployment along the line of control so all activities suggested that india was planning to strike in the heart of pakistan that is the punjab province which is just across india's punjab province from amritsar and wagha the uh, border is hardly any uh, distance so uh, the activities on the western border seem to be frenetic and uh, the sense in pakistan and elsewhere in the world was that india might strike hard in the highly densely populated pakistan the punjab province of pakistan but the plan was something different mirage 2000 planes based in gwalior in central india were being readied for a air strike on the balakot camp they were six of those 12 uh, mirages were fitted with specially procured spice bombs from israel and uh, the other four aircraft were to, to play the role of uh, electronic warfare or carry out the uh, function of electronic warfare and two were supposed to be in the air defense role so a package of 12 mirage 2000 aircraft was prepared and the time was set because the course was to begin on 25th of february maximum number of people were going to be present in the balakot camp on 26th so it was decided that the strike would take place on 26th of february the air strike so uh, at around 2 in the morning of 26th february these mirages uh, flew out of uh, gwalior went north and then along the uh, himalayan ridge line they went west as they came over himachal pradesh and uttarakhand the mid air refuelers of indian air force refueled 
the uh, mirages because uh, the idea was that if they went they must have sufficient fuel to come back and more so they were refueled there in the meantime the tempo of the air force activity on the western front was increased further so the pakistanis were alert for an attack a possible attack on the western front their eastern front india's western front and uh, as these mirages crossed into jammu and kashmir and they crossed the loc nobody could pick up their movement in pakistan the radar coverage in uh, pojk is poor and uh, these jets just went into uh, the pakistan occupied jammu and kashmir and they could have gone uh, right up to balakot or hovered uh, over uh, the balakot camp but they did not go there because these spice bombs are capable of uh, being used as standoff weapons so from a distance of about 20 kilometers these six bombs were released by the mirage 2000s they were already pre-programmed uh, they were fed with the uh, images of the balakot camp the gps coordinates were already fed so once they were fired from the mirage 2000s the bombs went straight to the camps and hit the target at about 4 uh, in the morning after having uh, sort of kept some time in their hand while they were circling around in jammu and kashmir at 4 o'clock in the morning the uh, strike took place and the mirages came back swiftly it's about 7 8 minute of uh, flying time back to indian territory they came back went quietly to gwalior nobody could notice only towards the end as they were crossing into indian territory pakistani radars picked up some movement and then uh, they tried to scramble two f16s to intercept the retreating mirages but sukhoi 30 uh, combat air patrols along the uh, border were uh, keeping a watch and their presence meant that the f16s did not come any further out of the pakistan territory this strike took place and um, india would have probably announced it much later but for the fact that uh, the dg the director general ispr the inter services public relations of the pakistani army the spokesperson actually announced it on twitter saying indian jets came into uh, our uh, territory and they dropped some ordnance without any damage being done so he was the first to announce at 5:30 in the morning i remember that day clearly because all of us were alert something would happen is what our sense was and as i was uh, looking at my twitter feed on the mobile as early as uh, 6:30 in the morning or 6 o'clock in the morning i suddenly saw this uh, tweet from the dg ispr it meant that the strike had taken place he had confirmed it so india did not say anything he played into india's hands and he then tweeted a series of tweets over the next 2 hours i remember talking to some of my sources uh, in the national security establishment and tweeting at about 7 or 7:10 a confirmation that uh, a package of uh, indian air force fighter jets went across and struck at the camp terrorist camp located in balakot which is in khyber pakhtunwa province then of course the flood gates opened everyone else was on the story and uh, india had demonstrated to the world that it had the political will the risk taking ability and it had the ability to go undetected and come back safely even before the pakistani air force could react this event changed two or three things in the way india was looked at nearly 50 years i would say that time uh, till for about 57 years after 1971 war the indian decision makers indian leaders indian national security establishment was constantly told by the world especially by the west and some naysayers in india that do not provoke pakistan do not 
cross the line because Pakistan has nuclear weapons. Of course, so does India, but that Pakistan is irrational and it might use nuclear weapons, so don't provoke it. You might provoke a wider conflict, which is in nobody's interest. So don't cross the line, never go across uh, the LOC. But Prime Minister Modi had different ideas. He had already demonstrated the risk-taking ability in September 2016 by ordering the surgical strikes, which would have also meant an escalation if Pakistan wanted. He and his team had correctly assessed that Pakistan is in no or was in no position to uh, order a retaliatory strike or uh, escalate the matter beyond a point. Yes, they did send their aircraft to attack Indian positions the next day. And we know what happened when Commander Abhinandan got, had to eject in Pakistan territory uh, or the Pakistan occupied Jammu and Kashmir territory. He was caught. Then there was that uh, drama about how he was returned, what happened. But 26th February will go down in India's history as day when the shackles in the minds of the Indian decision makers about not crossing the line of control and provoke Pakistan were broken. Because of that, today, uh, there is an uncertainty in the minds of the Pakistani security establishment, the people who man the Pakistani security establishment, because they think now twice or they would think twice before doing anything big in terms of terrorist strike or attack on India, because they're not sure of how India will react. Still then, the Indian reaction was always predictable, that we would condemn the attack, we would send dossiers, we would uh, take it to the UN Security Council or to the United Nations, ask America or uh, the bigger other uh, influential powers to come and intervene, put pressure on Pakistan and keep talking about it. But here was a government which took action and uh, demonstrated that the Indian Air Force was capable of uh, striking hard and striking when required. And then again, uh, sending a wave of uncertainty in the minds of the adversary. That's what happened on 26 February 2019. I wanted to recap those events. Many of you uh, would have lived through those uh, turbulent times uh, when uh, there was heightened interest in what would happen. A lot of people asked the question, would war break out? Uh, in fact, I remember talking to a bunch of uh, foreign in, uh, institutional investors investors, uh, financial investors uh, on a conference call immediately after this strike had taken place uh, because uh, many Westerners thought war was inevitable. But Pakistan, as correctly assessed by the Indian establishment, was in no mood or in no position to retaliate or strike or launch a war. And uh, that's exactly what happened. Subsequently, of course, many other things have happened in Jammu and Kashmir. 5th August 2019, Article 370 was removed. Jammu and Kashmir state was divided into two union territories, which again is not liked by Pakistan. They are seething with anger, but there's very little that they can do. But remember, 26 February 2019 will go down in India's military history and India's national security record as a significantly successful event. What repercussions it has had uh, is a matter of uh, history to judge and uh, whether it has deterred Pakistan permanently or Pakistan will still continue to do proxy war as it has been doing in Jammu and Kashmir is something that we will come to know maybe after 10 years. But for the moment, I just wanted to flag this. As I said at the beginning, tell your friends and uh, colleagues and family and send your comments, uh, send your suggestions. We always welcome the feedback for the time being. Goodbye.